This week on the Tech on Tech podcast, we chat about the Women in Tech program with a group of NetApp's own Women in Tech. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi, and in the studio with me today is Andrew Sullivan. Hello. Glenn's not here. What's wrong with him? I think he overexerted himself with excitement from the HCI launch. Oh, is he grumpy, Glenn, today? No. No. no? I mean, no more than usual. Mm, so every day. Just, just Glenn. I mean, does today end in Y? I think it does, actually. Oh, okay. Today, we are talking about uh, a very interesting topic for us here at NetApp. We're going to cover the organization here at NetApp called Women in Tech. And um, if you're wondering what that is, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is Women in Tech. It is Women in Tech run by Women in Tech. And to do that, we have brought in a few special guests, and we're going to go around the room and phone and introduce each other. Uh, So let's start on the phone, and we will kick it off with Anna Schlegel. Hi, Anna. Hi. Uh, Thank you for having us. And it's... Uh, women in Technology. Excellent. So, Anna, tell uh, the audience a little bit about what you do at NetApp and what your role is with Women in Tech. Sure. So, I'm a Senior Director of uh, Global Engineering. I'm in Joel Wright's organization. Um, I also happen to be the co-chair of Women in Technology at NetApp. NetApp Women in Technology uh, is called WIT, um, and it's an organization that assists uh, women in their careers at NetApp. And uh, this org exposes young women to career opportunities in technical fields um, and influences our corporate culture as well to further embrace diversity in the workplace. Um, And we do have a mission. Uh, Our mission is to support and foster the development of NetApp's uh, women employees by providing a forum for mentoring, networking, communication, and professional development. Excellent. And you also are a part of a group called Women in Localization. Is that correct? That is correct. I'm the founder of uh, the largest uh, localization organization in the world, um, and we're applying. <laughs> it's interesting because I keep applying back and forth, you know, what we do here in WIT and what I do with women in localization because we're around the world. We're a lot of people, um, and it's inclusive of men, and it's men supporting women and sponsoring women, and it's just not that. It's advanced, you know, technology and the community and networking, and so it's a lot of fun. Excellent. And Anna was actually a recipient of the 2017 Woman Worth Watching in STEM Award for her contributions to the Women in Localization. So great job there, Anna. Also on the phone with us today, uh, Amy Lewis. Uh, you may have heard of her or heard her on the podcast before. She is currently working from home today. Hi, Amy. Hello. How are you? I am super. Thanks for asking. So, Thanks for uh, letting me podcast under the blanket. Under the blanket. Rep, <laughs> yes. Keep the echoes down. So, uh, Amy, in case people have not heard of you or have not heard you on the podcast before, if you could tell us what you do here at NetApp. Sure. Um, my official title is Director of Influence Marketing. So I work with community um, influencers outside of AR, PR, IR, everybody else. Um, the, the, the hoodies, as I affectionately call them. And um, the social media team. So I get to work with kind of all facets of engaging our external audience. 
And this is not the first time you've had a women in tech discussion, I would imagine. So could you give us kind of a rundown of what you've talked about before in other places and other locations? To be honest, the conversation I usually have isn't uh, about it as much as it's showing up and representing. Um, I'm a big advocate of uh, show up. So just in creating opportunities for women who are doing the work in technology to speak, um, making sure they have guest appearances on podcasts I might be on, um, hosting panels where their uh, their voice is uh, is raised, et cetera. That tends to be my tactic. Um, more than once, I've done one of these talks without ever saying women in technology as uh, making the point of we're just here. And if you call it out to say otherwise, you're noticing something um, that should be the norm instead of the the odd. So basically, being there is obvious enough to say there is a woman in tech. I well, I'd be there and take a friend, right? Yeah. Give a friend an opportunity. Um, I really believe in mentoring and providing a leg up. So wherever I can give an opportunity for um, for somebody to have their voice heard, I absolutely look to do that. All right, and also on the phone, uh, no stranger to our podcast is Mrs. Sam Moulton. Hi, Sam. Hi, Justin. Thanks for having me. Of course. So my official title is champion of the NetApp A-Team. I gave myself that title. I like it. Okay, good. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, what I I do at NetApp is manage uh, the advocate program, NetApp's advocate program, known as the A-Team. It's a bunch of super sharp uh, technical people. Uh, a few of them are women, as a matter of fact. Very, very happy about that. We are trying to grow our our uh, women population, female population on the team. But anyway, they're super sharp guys who know all about uh, NetApp products and solutions in the company. And uh, we kind of corral them and help them tell their their stories in their own words, you know, about why they they love NetApp. All right. Thanks, Sam. And last but not least in the studio today, Fran Malia. Uh, Hi, Fran. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. So tell us what you do here at NetApp and what your role is with Women in Tech. So I am a senior business analyst where auto supports flow into SAP, which is our database, which drives case creation. Okay. And as far as the Women in Tech program here goes uh, in RTP, what do you do with them? So I am the WIT co-chair for RTP. So basically bringing things to the RTP campus that will engage women in technology. So we have guest speakers, we have web webinars, we'll also have um, book clubs and various things to help sponsor and mentor women at NetApp, and even men, because we welcome men in our women in technology organization. How, how inclusive of you. Very inclusive. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the history of women in tech and how it got started. And uh, I guess we'll start with Anna for that. I guess you were pretty instrumental in bringing this program to NetApp. Yeah, thank you. So Women in Technology was founded uh, in 2009, um, and it was a very small group initially. And it was uh, it stands uh, in product operations. Um, today, Looking forward, you know, uh, moving forward, we are about 1,000 members uh, across 12 geographical sites worldwide. I think one of the things that I'm the most proud of uh, having been, you know, chair is to expand uh, 
who we are as a board <clears throat> and how many additional departments we have involved in with today. So uh, we have people from sales, professional services, marketing, uh, legal, now as part of the site leaders or part of the committees. Uh, this morning, for example, I was on a phone call with a few women in Europe uh, that want to start the EMEA site. So it's it evolved uh, tremendously. Um, and the mission is the same across, right, which is to foster the development of women, provide the forum for mentoring, networking, communication, professional development. All of that is true to any of the geographical sites that we have. So, for example, Fran was saying, you know, she's the site leader for RTP along with Maggie. We have a good number of site locations, and we should be very proud that we've reached a lot to other departments uh, to, to form a part of this effort. So WIT is an organization, as you said, with almost 1,000 members, I think, inside of NetApp. Is it, is it also? True. And, yeah, it is true, and it's all volunteer-based. Uh, we do this on our time. I do phone calls at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 9 p.m. You know, this is, um, this is the commitment that we have to make sure that we retain uh, women in technology. We know that, um, you know, it's considered exceptional. If 20%, you know, over 20% of a company's technical jobs are performed uh, by women. Um, and so we want to make sure that this is true for NetApp. And we have departments within NetApp where we're much, much lower than that. Um, and it's very important that we embrace diversity in the workplace, that we make positive strides towards change um, so that we all succeed, right? So I um, want to be in meetings with more women. and. Um, we want, as well as we grow in our careers, we want to assist uh, newcomers into NetApp uh, to make sure that they stay, to make sure that they have role models, uh, to make sure that people like Fran or Maggie or any of our site committees or site leaders offer a safe place for them to go and uh, network, talk uh, with them about their careers. And is, is this a NetApp-specific organization, or is this across the industry? So this is a NetApp-specific organization, but WEAT exists at Cisco, and WEAT exists at VMware, and WEAT exists within Google and at Apple. Um, and what we do uh, from a NetApp perspective is we spend a lot of time talking to these other companies. There is a lot of effort. Uh, especially here at the Silicon Valley, there's some very strong uh, wheat uh, programs through um, the Alita Bork Institute or through the Crayman Institute at Stanford. And we do sit a lot with them to understand, you know, what other chairs um, and site leaders are doing inside their communities. So this, we're not an anomaly. We're you know, we were part of a very well-known phenomenon. 
So is there, and our audience for the podcast is fairly diverse, right? We encompass a large number of NetApp employees, both uh, internal, right, engineering employees, as well as field-facing employees, right? But we also have a lot of partners, a lot of customers who listen to the podcast. So are there ways that those organizations uh, outside of NetApp, even arguably outside of the tech industry, can participate, can help contribute to to this, I don't want to say movement, but the... the uh, progressing, right, the goals of WIT? So, again, um, one of the new interesting um, ideas that we're doing right now, remember that this is an evolution. So, WIT started within Polisops, Um And when Don and I stepped in a, a year and a half ago, the first thing we did is to, to change that. We want to see marketing and support and professional services and legal and HR be part of WIT. One of the beautiful things that happened recently is we had some leaders within the sales organization, within Andre's organization, step up uh, because they deal a lot with the customers and the partners uh, directly. And so we are starting a wheat sales site, so not necessarily a, a, a geographical site location like Japan or Bangalore or, or Pittsburgh, but we're starting a sales side. And I think through that effort, we can connect faster and better with the partners. As we see that the Anita Borg Institute and we listen to the Clayman Institute, you know, researchers and sociologists of other institutions that we're listening, um, there's more and more um, effort or emphasis on partners that only want to do business with people that support gender diversity. And that's an interesting concept where we don't think about this, but they're, they're bored for each one of these uh, companies and sometimes uh, investors and joint ventures and board are starting to ask about diversity programs. And I'm not gonna say it's pervasive or it's a mandate or it's, but it, it's starting to pop up. No, I'm just saying that it's interesting, you know, to see that other companies are really curious to see how are we doing. And not just that, but, you know, there's a lot of issues that show up on TV or show up on the media or on radio about, you know, uh, gender issues at, uh, you know, Airbnb or, or Walmart or different uh, PayPal. And so um, what we are seeing is an ask for social responsibility where they're asking companies like NetApp to publish um, gender diversity numbers. And that's something that, you know, Gwen and our HR team is very uh, committed to start helping, you know, on that end as well. So you're telling me that we don't want to alienate 50% of the population? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally realizing that women make up half the population that said we probably should stop pissing them off. Yeah. Well, the, the thing to, to realize is that uh, our numbers here at least, you know, we, we're, we're not where we should be uh, at, at NetApp. And so there's a huge effort. That's why there's so many women stepping up as site leaders to make sure that we don't see our numbers you know, go the other way, right? Uh, we are a, a heavy, you know, high-tech, high-engineering company. We're, we're not 
Facebook. We're not a B2B. We're not eBay, where you can see a lot of women dedicated to support retail or support e-commerce. I mean, we're in the business of selling, you know, data management and storage with very complicated systems. Um, however, there's a lot of room for uh, women in uh, roles in uh, in a variety of places. We don't all need to be like PhDs in engineering to, to be at NetApp. There's room, and, and we want to see that diversity grow. So, Fran, as the one of the leaders for the program here in RTP, right, and RTP is generally known as one of our engineering sites, right? We, we like to say that, uh, you know, I do a lot of EBCs, right? We have a lot of the lead engineers. We have a lot of the really smart people as well as our support people who sit here. So do you have any particular or, or maybe site-specific challenges or successes that, that you might want to talk about? Well, we definitely have site-specific successes, right? That's what I like to focus on. And since I've become site lead, we've had a tremendous growth in our, our women in technology organization. We went from just over, I want to say about 130 people maybe, to over 200 people. And again, I believe we need to partner with men and have male advocates. And I have a number of men who've, who've joined our Women in Technology NG and are stepping up to be that role of male advocate. And I really appreciate that. So can you explain the role that, that you're desiring from those, those male advocates? Well, one thing is, is if you look at society, right, who holds the positions of power? Men do, typically, right? And also in the workplace, who holds those executive offices? Men do. So if men only hire people that look like them then you're cutting out half of the population and maybe even more, right? So a male advocate is a man who actively works to ensure that women have a place at the table. A woman is given the opportunity and they put practices in place, possibly if they're, if they're a person who's in a position of power, that maybe they put... Um, Practices in place, for example, if I'm going to hire managers, I need to make sure that some of the candidates in the pool are also women that we're interviewing. So that would be one of the roles that a male advocate speaks. Another one is maybe you're working and you're not an executive, but you're in a meeting and a woman is speaking and someone discounts her. Someone could say, you know, Fran had a really great idea. And just reiterate it, kind of be the wingman for a woman in tech or wherever that woman is, because that does happen. So those are a couple examples of how men can be male advocates for women in technology. I'd say that even easier than that is don't be a jerk, right? So, I mean, part of it is when you're in a meeting, like you, know, you said, somebody and a woman comes up with a great idea, you don't talk over her, right. you don't interrupt you don't steal the idea like somehow sometimes happens, right? So just, you know, be a decent person and that will go a long way into helping foster a work environment that's great for everyone and not just men or women, right? So I mean that's that's you know, just don't don't be a jerk. That's my my advice to everyone out there. Hey, well, you and also remember globally there are different types of cultures and women have different positions in different cultures around the world, right? So, but we're an international company and we need to make sure that 
in NetApp, and hopefully other companies are doing the same, that it doesn't matter what geography you're in, a woman is treated as an equal. So uh, with regard to the, to the WIT program, right, and, and Amy, I know that you work inside of our marketing organization, right, and are not, I'm using air quotes even though you can't see me, are not necessarily a technical role, but do you see the, the WIT program extending beyond engineering, right? Do you, do you see these issues, right, or, or the need for advocacy in our other organizations? Well, it's a, it's a great question, and if uh, even to be a touch controversial, there are folks out there um, who feel that uh, the women in, in technical marketing side versus women in technology are different and have different challenges. And one of the things I really like about the WIP program here is its inclusivity, um, its, its programming function, if you will, of just providing opportunities for gathering platforms for connection. It's community building. Um, a community, all communities thrive and do better when they're fed and, and Fran and Anna do just a really great job with, um, with that because the, the goal is not to, to find our differences and sort of pick apart at that, but to, to find ways to connect and support each other. Um, and I think the program does a really great job with that. So yes, absolutely. We feel it on the marketing side. Um, and, and I think everybody, I think everybody has to take it on themselves to, to support diversity of thought. Um, which is challenging for all of us, right? Because in our heads, perhaps we all are guilty of thinking if everyone just thought like me, it would all just be so smooth. Um, but it's the old, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because if we had a world full of any of us who only got our own way, it wouldn't, uh, nothing would work as well. So uh, a bit of a long-winded answer to say, I, I really do love what this program does to, it, it's, it's programmatic, it's intentional to both connect and to give people opportunities to learn from each other and think outside their own experience, which is good for all of us. So it absolutely bleeds over into the marketing side. So you mentioned earlier during your introduction that you know one of the things that you really advocate for is the mentorship side, right? Is that something that you see, right? And I'm looking at Fran here in the room, right, of a mentorship program both for the engineering side, right? And I don't want to bucket that as just you know, f women who are STEM majors or something like that, because really it's a very diverse background, right, to be a, a programmer. Um, but, you know, is the same thing exist on or, or throughout the other organizations as well? Well, I can actually jump in and answer just a quick part of that, which is I'm participating in the mentor program this year. Um, and some of the cool way it's being run is you don't know who you'll get paired with, but you're paired a little bit on location and a little bit on skills and maybe it's a hard skill you want to learn or maybe it's a soft skill so um that that sort of cross silo pairing i think is an even more rich experience in my own in my own history many of my mentors are um se's which i think is pretty funny that that's it's not marketing per se um so it, I, I think you can learn different things from different different people and i i it's another thing i like about how the program is set up yeah, I think mentoring is a huge benefit to both the mentor and the mentee, right? Regardless of what program you're in, regardless of what your interests are or anything like that, right? Having that relationship with somebody who has, in a lot of cases, right, been there or done that, or if nothing else, can help make a connection is is significant. Yeah. And one thing I would say is even though we are labeled women in technology, right, it, our, our group 
includes women who are in HR, women who are in marketing, IT, prod ops, sales. So even though that's the label, we are all working for a tech company, and thus we are all women in technology, right? So we have a much broader audience, and we are actually mentoring. I know that Chinway has a women in technology mentoring program for the interns. So we have a large group of people who will be helping with mentoring in that, and it's across organizations. And, and if I could add to that, um, I've noticed a huge shift uh, in how, um, I guess, in, in how this is being approached. Because initially, I, I did think it was just for engineers. And um, I felt like I really couldn't contribute anything to the group. So therefore, you know, it wasn't even like a thing for me. But over over the, you know, I've been with NetApp now for nine years. And, and over a period of time, I've noticed that it's far more inclusive than ever. And I think that's really important, especially for the younger women that are coming, are joining NetApps, that they understand right off the bat, yes, this is a program that, you know, I can take advantage of too. That's right. And also we, we mentor outside of NetApp. And I think that's an important value that we bring. So we have a Young Women in Technology Workshop Day where we bring in RTP, we bring about 50 girls, grades 6 through 10. So that's about ages 11 to 15. And they will come in, they will learn some programming, they will learn electronics, they'll learn robotics. And I also have women who are organizing groups to go out into our community schools. So I had a group that did a proof of concept this year with girls focused, they were focused on girls in middle school, grade six. I have another organization that's starting up here, and they will be focusing on grades four and five, but not just girls. They want to reach out to underrepresented people. And it's actually, will it's led by someone who's women in tech at NetApp, but she has both men and women reaching out to grades four and five. Sam, I know that, and, and I've been involved with the A-team for a couple of years now, right? And I remember when I first joined, it was, it was an all- men team and it wasn't very long after that that you introduced the first woman to the team which was becky i believe um so over the last couple of years i've seen a, a fairly substantial amount of change um but that being said i'm i'm kind of an outsider even though i'm a part of the a team right i'm, I'm just a technical advocate so from your perspective as as the champion as the leader as the wrangler of cats right what, what does that look like to you over the the last couple of years what does that change look like uh, I have to say that the change hasn't been happening nearly as quickly as I would like it to. We did add our first female member, um, official A-team member. So it's Becky Elliott, and she works for a DOD contractor. So she's also one of our uh, few customers that are on the A-team. Love to get a few more of those as well. But she's been a great addition. Uh, her insight, I think, adds um, a lot to the, the team. And, and I would love to see that population grow. Uh, we do have um, a wonderful technical advisor in Melissa uh, Palmer Wright. Most people know her as VMIS33. She's been with us since the get-go. And she's amazing, super sharp. And she, you know, like all of us, would love to see more women join the A team. So I'm, I constantly have an eye out. If you're listening to this podcast and you're interested, please reach out to me. Uh, you can uh, 
DM me at, at Sam Moulton. Uh, you can send me an email, what, whatever works for you. But um, I would love to talk to you, I think, is, is essentially the message I want to get out here. Okay. So uh, we learned a lot about Women in Tech today and what that program is. Uh, what we didn't cover yet is how you can actually get involved. So, Anna, could you tell us how we could get involved if we were interested in getting involved with Women in Tech? Yes, thank you so much, and, and we want you to get involved. So here's how you're going to do this. Go to my NetApp, uh, the internet for NetApp, and on the search box, type women in technology. The page is open for any NetApp employee, and it's on the internet. What you're going to see there is a women in technology page, um, initial landing page with uh, an incredible amount of resources. One of the links is NetApp geographical sites. So if you're in Australia, if you're in Boulder, if you're in Japan, if you're in Boston, you're going to find your tribe there. You're going to see who the site leader is, um, and you can email the site leader and Additionally, you can click to subscribe to their particular distribution list. So there is, you know, uh, NG for with Australia, and NG for uh, RTP, for Bangalore, etc. There is a lot of different sites. Uh, if you don't see uh, a town or a site or a country uh, that is close to you, send me an email. This is Anna Schlegel, and I'm happy to uh, connect you to the closest uh, group uh, for you to support. So again, just look for these under the My NetApp. Just search Women in Technology. We have a great site that's uh, accurate and uh, updated regularly. You're going to find your site location. You can send an email to the site leader. And then to join, you can subscribe to a distribution list. What if I'm outside of NetApp and I'm interested in getting involved with Women in Tech or just in engaging with the NetApp Women in Tech program? Is there a, a way to do that? So send me an email. So this is Anna Schlegel, anna.schlegel at netapp.com, and I'm happy to uh, take it from there. Yeah, I think the one comment that I would want to make is making sure that people understand that women in technology is not just for women. That's an important thing, and we always welcome all people at all of our events. Okay, so Amy, Anna, Fran, Sam, that almost all rhymes. It's pretty nice blows off the tongue there. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us today and talking about Women in Tech. If we wanted to get in touch with you outside of email or maybe if you wanted to follow you on Twitter to learn a little bit more, uh, how would we do that? Let's start with Amy Lewis. I am out on the Twitters at comms ninja. Anna Schlegel. Boy, mine is a little bit difficult, but it's Anna Papagliona. It's A-N-N-A-P-A-P-A. L-L-O-N-A. Oh, like the butterfly? That's butterfly in Catalan. Catalan is my language. Yes, so it's Ana Papagliona. Okay, well, we'll okay, that, that sort of wins Twitter handles. It, it does. We're going to include that in the show notes as well so people don't have to listen to the podcast just to spell it. And also, Sam Moulton, how do we get in touch with you? You can reach me either at Sam Moulton or at NetApp18. All right. And Fran says she doesn't have a social media account. She's, I don't think she likes the Twitters. She's avoiding it. In fact, Fran doesn't even answer her emails after hours. She just shuts down. I'm not calling not you out. Necessarily true. I, I, not necessarily You told true. me. You told me. I do not put email on my phone. I don't right. look at it. 
And I, I can admire that. But I work until 8 o'clock at night a lot of times or later. I never <laughs> said you didn't work. I'm just saying, when I try to send an email, I'm like, hey, well, let's, let's invite Fran to the podcast. And then I get an email like the next day. Oh, I don't have email on my phone. I'm like, wow, that is really that smart. Is, that's wisdom. I was going to say, we need to have an entire other podcast where Fran leads us through some best practices and work-life balance. <laughs> yes, how, how not to get bothered after hours. Uh, don't put email on your phone. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Justin, one one other thing. So sure. The Meta Weep uh, has its own Twitter account. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, so it's at Meta underscore uppercase W-I-T. Okay, cool. So NetApp underscore Wit is the Twitter handle for the official Is-Wit NetApp Women in Technology. Okay. Should we follow you somewhere? You can if you'd like. I'm kind of boring. So it's up to you. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we'll include all those Twitter handles in the uh, in the show notes. We have a blog that goes out along with the podcast, so we can include that so people don't have to go back and re-listen to figure out who everybody is. So, All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontechpodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team and the Women in Tech organization here at NetApp, thanks for listening. So, Andrew, um, have you subscribed to the DL yet? I have not. I've deliberately not opened my laptop. I noticed that. Usually you're here playing solitaire or, like, doing other things. I like like to play games during, during the podcast. You do. Yeah. So I don't know if it made the final edit or not, but I wanted to point out that Fran had a really good comment earlier of wit is all-inclusive, right? It's not just women in technology. It's anybody who wants to come out and join and and help with any of the events, any of this mentorship, any of that. Can my cat join? People. (laughs) Oh, people. Is your cat a person? He's applying for personship. And now you hear bird of the the, Where are the birds coming from? (laughs) Is it kind of female cat? No, it's a male cat, and he's kind of lazy, so he wouldn't be—he wouldn't be a good fit.